0: not some anonymous being in a distant place and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin.
1: Welcome to Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum, this is Dr. Dan. Freedom Forum Radio is for you, faithful listeners, no matter who you voted for or what political party you belong to. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is not about politics. It's about principle. It's not about candidates. It's about conscience and the Constitution. Like the name implies, this is a program about freedom, individual freedom, your freedom, where it comes from, what it means to you, and most importantly, how to hang on to it.
2: You're listening to part two of this very special interview with Hayden Duncan right here on Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum.
1: You know, again, um, we're talking about a concept here, which is kind of interesting to me. And you said the word Someone is going to give them something for free it's not someone, is it
2: no it's it 's this left leftist idea, this leftist establishment that is selling these ideas that you know for political support for moral support, even from their viewpoint that if all you do is believe in this magical idea, this magical leftist idea that there is something out there for free. For you, and that was the thought that sold this law, for young people.
1: But the someone is actually the government. Yes. So, wouldn't it be a good thing to try to get young people to understand that the government cannot give you anything that it does not first steal from someone else?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that's what a lot of my generation is now realizing. You know, when when they heard "free," they thought, "Oh, wow, amazing." You know, this government is just going to give us this, this free, wonderful health care. Uh, but at the time, they didn't particularly necessarily see where these funds were coming in from. They didn't see who was going to have to pay for this. They didn't understand that it was going to be their parents, their grandparents, and even them that were going to have to pay for these policies, these unwanted and, and bad policies in the first place. They didn't understand that that free didn't mean free. And and now I, this was just one of the many examples, but now they're coming to understand that when the government promises you something for free, that money has to come from somewhere. These funds and programs have to come from somewhere. And oftentimes it's from their parents' pockets or even their own pockets.
1: How do you make a concept like that generally known to people of your generation?
2: It took a hard of reality for my generation to understand that, I think. And I think that they are beginning to understand that, that when the government promises something, it there has to be funds made available to, to do that something. Uh, there is no free ride. And I think that Obamacare was the primary example for my generation to understand that concept, that nothing just happens, nothing can just be given away without some some sort of initial funds to provide for that and I think that was the the big wake up call for my generation
1: you know to me freedom if I were to choose one word if I were to choose a word that typifies what freedom is for an individual is it is the word choice would you agree with that
2: I would definitely agree with that um you know and, and it all goes back to what I originally said it there's the fundamental passion to to exercise the ability to to make the decisions that affect your life from young people Uh, I think that for far too long uh, they've been kind of forced into something that they didn't necessarily choose and I think choice really sums up well the definition of freedom of my generation they just long for the ability to choose the decisions that will affect their life. And I think that's a, a fundamental premise for Americans. They want the ability to, to have a voice and to have a choice in the decisions that not only affect their lives, but their neighbors' lives and, and the state of our country. And I think for a long time that hasn't been available uh, to the modern American. I think that they feel almost apathetic because they can't do anything and I think in a large part that's how my generation felt. They knew that there was something wrong with the government, they knew you know that that maybe free didn't necessarily mean free but in a large part they felt apathetic that they couldn't do anything, that they didn't have a voice to contribute to helping make these decisions.
1: Well I mean that's good that and, and I'm very encouraged to hear you say this. But nevertheless, in droves, young people voted for liberals. Yeah. And I know that part of this is indoctrination in, in schools, indoctrination in colleges. Uh, but nevertheless, it really is critical that all of us understand that there is no such thing as a free lunch. And that someone always has to buy the lunch. mm mm-hmm. And that when you make a choice, okay, and you want your freedom, you want your choice, it is not right for you to make choices that limit the choices of others. I mean, that to me is kind of a a very critical concept. Do you think people of your generation get that kind of a concept?
2: I think they do. I think, uh, you know, we grew up. In a society that that told us we had to be tolerant. And, uh, you know, most of these ideas came from the left, that that if somebody didn't necessarily agree with us, that we had to be tolerant of what they said. And I think that's just a, a fundamental premise, a fundamental premise of, of being an American is, is the ability for other people to have different opinions or whatever. But I think that the left, uh, you know, just by indoctrination of schools and and just this propaganda that they've spewed that to be cool, to be modern, you have to be liberal. And I think that in in so doing that we've had to accept and not question things. I think that's the difference is that they've propagated that you can't question things if, if somebody else has a different opinion. You just have to accept it and go on.
1: Well – one of the things you said is that you you probably think, uh, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but there is a good deal of libertarian thought in young people, is there not? Yeah. Why do you think that is?
2: You know, I think we grew up a very diverse generation, and um, it was it was very much this idea that you could do what you wanted to do as long as it didn't harm somebody else. And, you know, whether that be a a tolerance for gay marriage or whatever, uh, you know, I think for a large part that my generation sees this is that, you know, you have discretion over your own life. And those choices that you make for your own life can either be detrimental or positive. And as long as they don't affect my life and my ability to make decisions that affect my life, you know, I can't, I can't big brother you into making decisions that are good, good for you. I can't, uh, you know, plan your life. Uh, but as long as you're making decisions that aren't going to hurt me, that's okay. We have to take a quick break here on Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. More with Hayden Duncan right after this.
1: Well, see, that to me is one of the, the, the difficulties I have with what you're saying, because all of these decisions that young people have been making when they support liberal ideology, liberal politicians, liberal programs, and Obamacare, they really do affect other people. Mm-hmm. The programs that they are supporting directly affect the property rights, the financial rights, and the freedom of choice of other people. So I don't think it's right for one person to say, I'm going to be free and I'm going to make all these decisions, and I don't care whether it takes away your freedom. I want mine. That, to me, is what young people are doing when they support uh, the liberal programs. What do you think about that?
2: And I agree. Um in a large part. And I think going back again to Obamacare, this is uh, this is a prime example of of a lesson that, that we learned the hard way. Um, you know, when Obamacare was passed, we, we were told that it was free or whatever and, and that we would be able to have free health care. But as this law began to be implemented, we noticed that our parents began having a harder time to make bills. They had a harder time paying the mortgage. Uh, maybe the neighbors had to move and downsize to a smaller place because they couldn't afford the the extra cost of this major bureaucracy. And I think that through these real world examples of the last eight years, that we've began to understand by a large sense that, that maybe these free programs don't just help a few people, but they are a real detriment to other people, and I think my generation is finally starting to understand that the decisions that are made in Washington and these these wants and needs of a few select people hurt a lot of people. And it's these real world examples of you know people's ha- parents' houses getting foreclosed on. I think it's it was these examples that taught a large part of my generation that maybe necessarily. These free choices and these free programs are a real detriment to to the average American.
1: You talk about decisions being made in Washington, and you talk about the fact that your generation wants to have more of a voice. How do you think that's going to happen?
2: Well, I think the, the problem with my generation is that they're not... For a long time, they felt that they couldn't have any effect on what was partaking in in Washington, D.C., they felt that neither of these major parties, the Democrat or Republican parties, gave them a voice or gave them the opportunity to make decisions. I think in large part, it was the establishment of both parties that made decisions, and this, even Democrats are starting to realize this now, young Democrats on campus, they're realizing that, that their voices aren't being heard like the liberal left would have you believe it's very much still the old establishment vanguard of that party that are making these decisions that are affecting their lives and their their lives of their their friends and so when these select group of people are making decisions with really no input from from young people that are acting as foot soldiers for these parties and ideas and what have you that they're trying to sell with no real input on on what is being made or decided or whatever i think that really struck a, a chord to all of us of my generation that maybe necessarily a few people in the establishment of both parties making these decisions were were not amplifying our voices
1: do you have a do you have an understanding in your mind of how decisions are made in in washington oh. i
2: think that for a large part uh... i i do i think that i understand how a lot of decisions are made and i think that you know quite a quite a bit of my generation understands how decisions are made too.
1: how are decisions made in washington in your view
2: i think that the establishments of both parties uh, Try and build these coalitions in government to get these laws passed, and I think seeing in in just the last year or so, uh, these these freedom fighters—I w- I would call them—you uh, know—you're you're starting to see these ideas of fundamental and individual liberty start to rise in Congress again, and both sides of the establishment, whether you know, right or left, are are batting down these ideas of liberty. And I think that that's very frustrating to young people.
1: Uh, I think it's frustrating to everybody. Oh, oh, definitely. all, All people who believe in liberty and believe in freedom are very, very frustrated right now because the elements of freedom that were guaranteed to us by the Constitution are completely ignored. By our lawmakers in washington dc today but my question is do you know what is the driving force behind what to, how, behind how decisions are made in washington it
2: really comes down to the the wants and the needs of the very few select
1: that's right you you've you've articulated exactly what's happening but it's all based on money isn't it oh definitely And that's what I wanted you to say, because I know you know that, that it's the if you want to know what's happening, why it's happening in Washington, why laws are passed, why some are passed, why some are not passed. If you want to know why decisions are made in Washington, you need to follow the money. That money trail tells you exactly why these the decisions are being made and they are being made to favor the elitists who are our rulers in this country today. Because we're not making any decisions on our own, are we? No. Uh, from a political point of view, because the the libertarian type of ideas of freedom are being denied access to the, legal, the political process and the lawmaking process, the legislative process. It's because of money. Mm-hmm. The money... Power brokers in Washington, D.C. control what gets passed and what doesn't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the biggest movers of Obamacare was the insurance industry because they were promised that they were going to reap a huge benefit from Obamacare financially. And so they threw their support. Now, of course, they even they are finding that they were lied to as well, aren't they? Oh, definitely. So... That's a tough thing to combat, isn't it? Yep. So what are you guys going to do?
2: Well, um, you know, I think that for a long time this has been a frustration of young people is, is seeing these bad decisions roll out in Washington and, and state capitals across the nation uh, that directly affect them but have re- had real no voice in in changing that and so I think that's why you're seeing conservative groups and libertarian groups exponentially rise on college campuses our attendances have have skyrocketed really um, I know that a very good member of my organization she was a, a biology major no real political background or whatever and it it took her to her junior year to come to these meetings. And, you know, we talked a little bit about why she came. And she just said, I didn't work my entire life to get into a good school, to, get, to do the things that I needed to do, to not be able to go out and find a job, to not have any input over the decisions that are being made right now in this country that are going to affect my life, my children's lives, and my grandchildren's lives. And so if you give these young people an opportunity to, to voice their concerns, to voice their opinions, and not only voice them, but do something about it, to go out there and work for people, you know, candidates that believe in these fundamental liberties, the ability to, to choose the life that you want for these young people. If you can get them the opportunity to go out there and work for these people. You have no idea what a a group of dedicated, even a small group of dedicated young people can do to a political race. They can drastically affect the outcome. That concludes this episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum with Hayden Duncan. Tune in next week for part three of this very special interview.
0: And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website www.drdansfreedomforum.com The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Call me railroad steel. Call me And call them money
1: water. People, I just love to hear that old man sing. Yeah, when I play the hoochie coochie man, I get joy in everything. Everything. Everything.
2: Everything
1: gonna be all right this morning.